You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. Conference tournaments are happening. Hoops are happening. College basketball's biggest stage is right around the corner on Prop Swap. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high. So get your get to your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on Prop Swap. Dark horses happen every year. So download the free Prop Swap app today. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Or right, we've done a lot and um and, and really spent a lot of time on these smaller conference tournaments. And they're fun. I mean, we were Joe and I were sweating out a, a, a future last night. Did not go well for us. Delaware comes back as a uh, you know down seven at one point. So it didn't work out great last night. But you know what no. the best part of this week is? You lose one tournament, you hop right back on the horse. <laughs> We've got, got new to. tournaments. So got to. uh, let's let's dive in Big East, Big Twelve here uh, as these conference tournaments begin. Uh, Can I quickly ask you, uh, do do you feel like we made the wrong decision by not hedging? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Because of the result or? Well, yeah. I mean, because we walked out with nothing. And at one point I was counting, I was counting the money. Like when they, when they're up in in that first half, they had a pretty decent lead in the first half. I was like, all right, feel pretty good. We we hit this one. It it was never that big though. At most it was a few possessions, right? Right, right. But I felt good just with the, the way the flow seemed to be going. And then. (laughs) <laughs> it went the other way, but that's, mm. that's March, right? I mean, you, you get high in, for 10 minutes and then you come right back down and yeah. uh, it changes. I wanted to you. get high. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes after a loss, you just feel listen, this stinks. But the best part is we do have a chance to jump in on some new futures. Let's start big East here. The big East tournament is um, back at Madison square garden. It's, it's weird. We haven't had an atmosphere at a big East tournament in a while, right? Two years ago, they canceled it last year. There were no fans basically. So now, you get the Big East tournament. I'm sure uh, people will think out there Jim Beheim's going to make a run. I don't think so. But we get the Big East tournament here. And it, it's interesting because the favorite is Villanova. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're the team everyone thinks is going to win this thing. Yet the number one seed is Providence 24 and 4. We all know what they did all season. I mean, they're 14 and 2 in games decided by one possession. I mean, it, it's crazy, Joe, when you look at what Providence done. We've talked about it all year long. But I, I, I think there's a group of teams. That you know beyond just Villanova and Providence that are interesting. Creighton is interesting. I, I think Marquette with the way they're playing right now is pretty interesting. Aaron, I think you mentioned Seton Hall when we touched on this a little bit last week. They That's a long shot. Yeah. Yeah, they ended the season really well. This is interesting. I think there's four or five teams that have a shot to make some noise here in this Big East tournament. So I know there's been a lot of chalk and there are some other conferences where I do like some value or some longer shots, but I just feel like with Colin Gillespie, you got Jay Wright who can lead the way. I feel like Villanova, you can get it plus 165 right now on FanDuel is probably mm-hmm. the play for me in the Big East. It's uh there's no doubt that the Providence story in our world is big. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Number one in the country in luck. 24 and four in the regular season, 24 and four. And in the conference tournament, they're the third favorite. We're not talking about a region in the NC2A tournament. In the conference tournament, which they dominated this season, they're the third favorite behind Nova and UConn. That is just so fascinating to me. Uh, Nova, I can't really argue it. I, I guess the, the one thing that you would 
knock Nova on is seven and six in quad one games. They really picked up a lot of their wins in the quad two, seven and one there, but seven and six in quad one. They're a top 10 team in Ken Palm. They're a top 10 team in net rating in the country, 23 and seven on the year. They are balanced. They're number six in offensive efficiency and they're 33rd in defense. UConn, can you make a case? They, well, they're the second favorite. So are we getting enough value? I'm not quite sure. They beat Nova in the regular season. They beat Auburn in a mm. two overtime uh, barn burner there. So, and they're pretty balanced as well. 24th in offense, 35th in defense. Uh, they're third offensively in offensive rebound percentage. Uh, on the defensive end, they're number five in the country in block percentage. So they jump out to me a little bit. Marquette. Quad one games are six and seven. Quad two, they're four and four. So that's not super impressive. But 19 wins on the year. They've got a good defense. They're just about top 40, right? Regular season. we The height. The best of Marquette can absolutely win this conference tournament. Yep. They swept Nova in the regular season. And Jake Hassan remembers back in November when they beat Illinois. They they can beat almost anybody. When you sweep Nova, uh, I think you can make that case. And they are the one, two, three, fourth favorite at eight to one. That's that's the one that really has uh, that I feel is really enticing. But it's another one of these conferences. I think you cut it in half. Any of those top six seeds could make a run. I agree. Uh, and let me. There's, if there's one pause I give on Nova, and I think they're the best team. I, I think they have a chance to go to the Final Four when the tournament begins. I do think the regular, the, like the, the March Madness tournament that starts next week, is more built for them. They only play seven players. In, in March Madness, what is it? It's basically three two-game tournaments to win a, to win a championship, right? The first mm-hmm. weekend, second weekend, and obviously a Final Four. You could play seven players, only have to play two games in a weekend and feel okay. They have to play three straight days to win the Big East tournament. I just wonder if they get a little tired by the end of this because it's such a short rotation the way Jay Wright plays it. Jay Wright, Jay Wright builds his teams to win March Madness. He doesn't necessarily build his teams to win the Big East tournament, though they can, and they've won it before. I mean, Jay Wright's won Big East tournaments uh, before. It's not like they can. I, that's the only pause I have on them because I, I do like them. Joe, I'm with you on Marquette. If I were to go with someone away from the top three, it's Marquette. None of us mentioned Connecticut. Interesting. I did quickly. I mean, they beat Nova. They beat right. Auburn. Um, you know, the reason I didn't mention them is because they're below 500 in quad one games, four and six, and they're the second favorite. Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't mention them. That's why I don't have a a ton of love for them. And I I don't find them too thrilling, but the metrics love them. They're a top 20 team in both Ken Palm and net rating. They are, uh, beyond the top. I, I don't see much value there. Um, like beyond the top five or six teams we mentioned there, you know, no. to me, it stops at Seton hall. I don't Xavier is 19 to one. I don't see it. And then there's the St. John's Butler, DePaul, the Georgetown. I don't know if I've ever seen a team in the big East that far down heading into the conference tournament. Look, I mean, and, and off of what happened last year, 80 to one, and they wind up winning the conference tournament, right? They, they were zero and 19 in conference. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and 19. Uh, yeah, no, the drop off is at six there because yeah. the seven is St. John's and they were two and 10 in quad one games. So yeah, there's there's no shot. I I don't really see much of a shot. Is Xavier? You could make a case, but I'm not buying. Um, the hot teams. If you're if you want to go that route, you've got Nova. They've won seven of eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron mentioned Seton Hall. They've won five in a row. And UConn. They've won six of their last seven. So you could throw those 
those few teams in. Uh, where, where are we going, Joe G, Aaron? Anybody anybody going to make a play here? Or Aaron was saying pro, uh, Nova, I'm sorry, uh, as the favorite. Yeah. She likes them. I think I'm going uh, to do a Nova. Okay, Nova at plus money. Joe? I'm thinking about Marquette. Yeah, me too. Are we going to do this again? We're Who was have our guest pain? last week that was high on Marquette? I, I bet Michael them. Beller. Yes. Yeah, and then they lost that night, and I was mad, so I'm just bitter. That's why I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they can do it. Hey, man, you sweep Nova, you beat the Illini. Sure, they, they have so that I'm ability. looking to see. So, so what is the path here? They got Creighton today, or tomorrow, excuse me. Creighton tomorrow, the 4-5 or five matchup. Let me pull that up. And then they will take on – the winner of Providence. Well, the and... fourth, the the top five teams get a buy, right? So that would not be today, right? So it's, you're right. So t today is Xavier Butler, St. John's DePaul, uh, Seton Hall, Georgetown. So I mean, the one thing on Seton Hall is they have to win four games in four days. Just to throw that in there, if, if we do. Well, like you know what I like about about the Marquette thing is we're on the Providence Providence side. side. Yeah, so we're avoiding UConn, a threat. Nova, obviously the favorite. They're certainly a threat. Where's Seton Hall? Seton Hall's also on that side. Yeah, as, as we talk through this, I like the Marquette play more and more. I feel like Saturday night we're getting Marquette against either Nova or UConn. That feels like the way this plays out. Mm -hmm. I could see a Marquette like Villanova final. Yeah, when you look at the path, you want to stay away from the bottom if you're looking at this bracket. Maybe we take Marquette, Joe, and we hedge before Saturday night before uh, or get, our, get out before they play Nova. Uh, let's see what that Catch money line out. is. Okay. Yeah, we might, yeah, then we're going to have to hedge in the semis. And if you hedge in the semis and you sometimes, somehow win, hey, man, I've got Hartford going tonight. Like, I, I'm already dreading it. Hartford 95 to 1 in the semis. So they win tonight. They're going to be a massive underdog to Vermont. So uh, then what do I do? But anyways, we're talking about the, about the biggies. Yes. Uh, okay. I like Marquette. I like Marquette. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Seven seven to one Marquette. All right, let's jump to the Big Twelve here. Big Twelve tournament. The favorite. Uh, you can find Baylor at plus two twenty. I'm looking on Fanduel. Kansas plus two sixty. Texas Tech plus three ninety. Joe, your Texas Longhorns plus six fifty to win the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, pretty massive drop off in the odds beyond Texas. The next closest, both 16 to 1, TCU and Oklahoma. I mean, we weren't, weren't talking about any of these schools until TCU had a couple upsets, you know, two weeks ago. Really, it's, it, it feels like a four team bracket here Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Texas. Does. Um, all right, let's start at the bottom so we don't have to waste much time. It, it's if we can make a case for some sort of a run. Now, TCU's the five, and they have 19 wins. But, yeah, that top four is so strong. Can they break in? Iowa State has 20 wins on the year. They're a strange group because they're above 500 in quad one games, nine and seven mm -hmm. on the year. But in quad two games, they're one and four on the season. They're 10th in the country in defense, don't have much offense outside the top 100, had a 12-0 and 0 start. But uh, they split against Texas. And they they also beat Texas. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Aaron turned off her microphone to sneeze. That's why I, I was muted because I had to sneeze. And I was thinking of our guy Michael Felder. So it's that's that time of year. <laughs> it, man, it really is. I'm like, I guess I have allergies. Folks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I need to get some. Jeez. It's, yeah, it's been two weeks I've been dealing with this. I know Jake's dealing with that as well. Um, I was fighting not for to my life. The definition. I hate it here. <laughs> yes. Is it uh, even so, allergy season? I'm confused by this. It's like 30 degrees. I, outside. I think it's oh, it's, oh, it's March, Paul. It's allergies. Yeah, but it's. Uh, you know, you know when I realized it? Every other commercials for Claritin. That's oh, what I'm like. Yeah. Oh, it's allergies. What always gets season. me is as soon as I hear the birds in the morning, I'm like, oh, allergies. Well, because it was <laughs> 70 here two, three days ago. That's what always gets me. It no, screws me up completely. Yeah. And then I'm just you know down tremendously. Two years ago, when, when COVID first hit, and like that mm. early spring where you had no idea like what you were feeling, like, is this allergies? Is this something worse? Remember that like two yeah. years ago? We had no idea what was going on. Uh, that was pretty bad. But yeah, sorry. So we got Claritin, we got sneezing, and we got Texas Tech here. And I was all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm a homer. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Texas. I like them at plus six hundred. You could find them. Uh they, they beat Tennessee this year. They beat Kansas on Saturday. They lost in overtime against them. They're on the Kansas side of the bracket. So if they do take down TCU. They'll likely face Kansas in the semis, avoiding the Baylor-Texas Tech side. So I, I don't know that there's a huge advantage, but they've proven a couple of times this year that they can hang with Kansas. So it wouldn't surprise me if Texas were to take them out. Uh, Kansas has their spot solidified. There's room for Texas to move up. So if they can win the Big 12 tournament, uh, they can go from probably a five right now to you know probably a four. I, I don't think they can get higher than that. But there's a lot here on the line for Texas, and they need to win some of these games. Uh, quad one games are five and nine, but there, there's so many of them are very, very close. So you know, I, I'm going with the fourth favorite. I do like Texas, but remember, I'm biased. I'm in on them for futures. Like I said, I like you're a homer. Texas you're from, Chica- from the Chicago area. I'm a homer my I love Chris Beard. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like doing this show, like I'm not a homer for the Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears anymore. It's the teams I bet on. That's what's happened. The Jayhawks have been a little, I don't know, can't really trust them that much, you know, down the stretch here. I think they were lucky uh, beating Texas in overtime. <laughs> the There's just not a lot of value on Baylor, Kansas, but at plus 650 for Texas, I like that one. Um, but they do have to win three games against pretty good teams, so that's the only scary part about that one. Without. I am not going to bet it, but I, I do like Baylor. Um, and, and Iowa State is the team. I, I think they've got a ch- chance to get Texas Tech. If someone's going to come out and, and make a little run and make some noise, I think it'd be, it would be Iowa State. Quickly, and they're on that props- other side. They're on the yes. other side of Texas, too. Prop swap. Interesting ticket that was sold. A $50,000 Murray State to win March Madness ticket sold on Prop Swap for $221. New odds of 225 to 1 for the buyer. Um, you can find the the team about one fifty to one at most sports books. So yep. sold for two twenty one two hundred twenty one dollars, and you could collect about fifty grand if uh, if Murray State wins it all. It's a fun bet. I, I do. Uh, if it was Murray State to make the Final Four, I would like it a little bit better to win the whole thing. They're viewed as uh, that that top mid major team right now. But I will say, after watching last night, would it would it shock you if? Man, there's a lot there. But the if Bryant were to do something, the, the emotions all night. And Peter Kiss is getting everybody all jacked up. Then you had the fight. But uh, here come the Jackrabbits again. They've won 21 in a row. You're starting to take a, lo- a look at a lot of these mid-majors that could make a run and maybe get to the second week. No doubt. We'll talk some golf next. Kenny Kim on the Players' Championship right here on the BetQL Network. 
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.